much uh, program director um, for that um, welcome your excellencies uh, the ambassador of the state of uh, Palestine ambassador Anan Chara your excellency dean of the diplomatic corps ambassador Sila Omar Abdu your excellency uh, the dean of the council of Arab Ambassadors, Excellency Kabbalan Frangu, Excellencies Ambassadors, High Commissioners, uh, uh, the Director at the UN Information Center in South Africa, Mr. Masimba Kafarnyaka, Honorable uh, Your Excellency Jose Mandela Mandela, the grandson of Matiba and a member a prominent member of the South Africa's uh, parliamentary uh, course, members of the South African uh, government, uh, I acknowledge members of the National Executive of Government, uh, current and former, I acknowledge uh, members of the Executive Council of provinces present, uh, mayors, Distinguished guests, I wish to acknowledge uh, former liberation fighters, uh, members of the South African armed struggle, and I wish to acknowledge, ladies and gentlemen, yourselves, which, amongst others, uh, I would want to refer to as Palestine uh, freedom fighters. Allow me to bring this message, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on behalf of President Ramaphosa and uh, Minister Dr. Naledi Panda, who is, as we speak, sees with matters uh, as it relates to the cabinet proceedings. Um, as we commemorate 46 years since the UN Day of Solidarity with the Palestine people, this occasion, ladies and gentlemen, provides us with a critical opportunity to reflect and to take stock on the plight of the people of Palestine. In 1977, UNGA, the United Nations General Assembly, called for the annual observance of 29th of November as the International Day of Solidarity with the Palestine people. On that day, ladies and gentlemen, in 1947, the Assembly adopted the resolution on the partitioning of Palestine through UN Resolution 181. The question of Palestine remained unresolved 75 years since the 1948 Nakba catastrophe. And despite the flare-ups in other regional hotspots, Palestine question, ladies and gentlemen, remains at the core of tensions in the Middle East. Since the beginning of the developments on 7th of October, South Africa has joined the international community in expression serious concerns following developments between Palestine and Israel. And that call, ladies and gentlemen, was underpinned by a call for de-escalation cessation of hostilities for peace, restraint, and dialogue. 
What has unfolded, ladies and gentlemen, since 7th of October 2023, has seen a devastating loss of lives of innocent civilians, key amongst it, women and children. As a South African government, we, we mourn the loss of all lives of innocent civilians in both Palestine and Israel. We have expressed, ladies and gentlemen, our unequivocal concern on the death of the more than 15,000 Palestinians that have been massacred through a genocidal conduct as it relates to the state of Israel is concerned. It is saddening to note, ladies and gentlemen, the number of children killed, which makes up the large percentage of people killed in Palestine both in the West Bank and in Gaza. Ladies and gentlemen, successive peace negotiations have never resolved the final status issue of the people of Palestine, which ordinarily would have led to the establishment of an independent sovereign Palestine state. You would recall that 30 years since the 1993 Oslo Accords, the people of Palestine through the PLO have recognized the existence of an independent sovereign state of Israel. But this very same state of Israel has renegated, ladies and gentlemen, on the recognition of an independent, secured state of Palestine and have been consistent to deny statehood to the Palestinian people. This, ladies and gentlemen, despite a, an array of UN Security Council resolutions that calls for the creation of a viable independent state of Palestine with East Jerusalem as its capital, as stipulated through UNGA and the UNSC. Our appreciation, ladies and gentlemen, is that South Africa view the state of Israel as the occupier. And that's why the South African policy perspective speak about global solidarity and to err on the side of the most vulnerable. And there should be no doubt, ladies and gentlemen, today that we err on the side of the Palestine people. Ladies and gentlemen, the Israeli state have consistently utilized uh, the right of self-defense to justify the genocidal conduct as it relates to the people of Palestine. An occupying force, ladies and gentlemen, has absolutely no right nor privilege to invoke military might under the auspices of a right of self-defense. This fact, ladies and gentlemen, has been confirmed by the ICJ, the International Court of Justice. I wish, therefore, to confirm that South Africa will continue to call for the expedition of the advisory opinion, ladies and gentlemen, from the International Criminal Court, as mandated by UNGA in its 20 
23 December session. Ladies and gentlemen, a crime of genocide are being committed in Palestine. There must be unity of clarity in relation to that issue. Innocent people are being massacred. And we must recall, ladies and gentlemen, in Africa, 1994, where the voices of the people of the world were silent. And as uh, Jose Mandela says, the people of the world spoke in mouth voices on the genocide that occurred in 1994 in Rwanda. It calls, ladies and gentlemen, on the Krula group, it calls on the Nordic group, it calls on the EU, it calls on the ASEAN group, it calls on all peace-loving nations, heads of missions that are organized, that are part of these different formations, to, in an unequivocal manner, raise their voices in support of the most vulnerable, the people of Palestine. We have been consistent, ladies and gentlemen, that the apartheid doctrine is a mirror image, ladies and gentlemen, of what is being applied today against the people of Palestine by the genocidal state of Israel. We use this opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to call for adherence to the two-state solution where a state of Israel will be able to coexist next to a state of Palestine in accordance with the international recognition boundaries of 1967 with East Jerusalem as its capital, in line, ladies and gentlemen, with all relevant UN resolutions and international law. A viable and sustained peace plan for the Middle East must therefore ensure, ladies and gentlemen, that Palestine's sovereignty, its territorial integrity and economic viability is guaranteed with several equality between Palestine and Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, the collective punishment method out by the State of Israel have to be called out. The world have to express its collective horror against the genocidal action perpetuated. In particular, the South African government wished to call on our friends in Europe, ladies and gentlemen, who are on the side of the vulnerable people of South Africa during the apartheid time to reimagine, to reignite, and to re-agitate its voice of moral opinion. I'm raising this, ladies and gentlemen, today because Europe has led the condemnation when there was annexation of territory of the Russian Federation against the people of Ukraine. However, ladies and gentlemen, and regrettable, we have not witnessed the moral compass, voice of opinion and of reason 
as it relates to the Palestine people. It is therefore an instruction point that our friends, heads of missions from Europe should lead from the fund in relation to the moral struggle for self-determination of the people of Palestine. Ladies and gentlemen, Israel's prolonged occupation, subdication, and the denial of social, political, and economic rights to the Palestine people is in just and a tantamount to a living nightmare. It has been one of the root causes, ladies and gentlemen, for instability in Israel and Palestine and in the entirety of the Middle East region. There can be absolute, no lack of certainty, ladies and gentlemen, that the plight and the resolution of the Palestine question is integral, program director, to the resolution of the entirety of the Middle East peace process. There can be no normalization of relationship, ladies and gentlemen, with the state of Israel up until they engage in their corresponding obligation and duty to honor the commitment made during the 1993 Oslo process. Ladies and gentlemen, South Africa have indeed, with a number of countries, made a submission to the International Criminal Court. And we would wish, ladies and gentlemen, that the ICC would act with an accelerated speed, pace, and commitment in the same manner, ladies and gentlemen, which the ICC chief prosecutor have acted when there was an annexation of territory in eastern Ukraine. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish to conclude by giving an expression of appreciation for our BRICS partners in its current form and expanded version who complemented South Africa's initiative through President Ramaphosa where we had an extraordinary summit of the BRICS leaders and partners convened on the 21st of November 2023. That extraordinary summit of BRICS Leaders and partners, ladies and gentlemen, called for an immediate revival of the Middle East peace process. And the outcomes of the BRICS uh, Leaders and Partnership Summit was followed by South Africa hosting an extraordinary conference of the African Union heads of states and formers from the 27th to 28th of November 2023 in Tswane, Pretoria, with the aim, ladies and gentlemen, to galvanize AU member states' support for the plight of the Palestinian people. Ladies and gentlemen, much has been said about the centrality of BRICS in an evolving multipolar world that negates from unipolarity, that deepens multilateralism. And it is our submission that central to the task, ladies and gentlemen, is the reform of in particular the United Nations Security Council as called by the BRICS 15 summit convened under the stewardship of South Africa. 
We therefore call, ladies and gentlemen, and appreciate, amongst others, members of the P5, apart from the People's Republic of China, the Russian Federation, we have seen France have called for the genocidal conduct of the State of Israel to be engaged with at the level of the UN Security Council. It is therefore our obligation as the South African government today to call on two of the other penholders, ladies and gentlemen, on the plight of the Palestine people, the United States of America and the United Kingdom, to equally so invoke and remember their own moral voice to invoke and remember that they do possess a moral compass, ladies and gentlemen, for this matter of Palestine to be resolved definitively by the UN Security Council. We will continue, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of all free loving people to champion the cause of the Palestine people. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish to conclude by indicating correctly so that South Africa will remain firm in its conviction. It is my submission today, ladies and gentlemen, and in particular speaking to heads of missions from other countries, that today, ladies and gentlemen, calls not for strategic ambiguity, but today calls for certainty, for strong conviction based on principle morality. That is the ideals which Nelson Mandela stood for under very difficult times. And that is the ideals which Jose Mandela Mandela stands for today. And how you held the name of his, how you held the name of his grandfather and the, and the hand of his grandfather requires, ladies and gentlemen, that today what you should do must be a direct reflection of the time when Nelson Mandela was still amongst us. We wish you well, ladies and gentlemen, and we wish you to always remember that our freedom as South Africa has a dialectical relationship with the freedom of the Palestine people. In Palestine, ladies and gentlemen, you have Palestine Arabs, you have Palestine Jews, you have Palestine Christians that exists, that lives in peaceful unity. This is not an Arab struggle. This is about a struggle for just world order. This is a struggle, ladies and gentlemen, for self-determination of a people whose land has been dispossessed more than 75 years back. In any struggle of a people and of a nation, there come only two choices, ladies and gentlemen. To accept the subjugation and the silence of your voice or to champion the cause of the oppressed people. History, ladies and gentlemen, would not be kind to those that speaks in muzzle 
and in half voices. On behalf of the South African cabinet, as led by President Ramaphosa, we express our message of solidarity, Ambassador Hanan, with the people of Palestine. Thank you very much.